0: Everybody, welcome back to What I the Podcast. Today we have a special interview with Vida Ayala, one of the writers on Marvel's Jessica Jones' Playing with Fire. We get to talk about their work on the title and a lot more. So enjoy the show.
1: Hi, my name is Vida Ayala and I write comic books for a living as well as
0: uh, some books. Awesome. And we're here today talking about Marvel's Jessica Jones. Um, and my very first question has to be, what drew you to working on this project with such um, an, an, I think, very dynamic and intricate character like Jessica?
1: I love Jessica Jones. I love her character. Um, I have for a very long time. I'm also super, super into crime fiction and noir fiction um, and I'm sure that you know uh, into <laughs> into Marvel in general. Um, and so the idea of you know I, I before I, I wrote comics I actually wrote prose uh, short stories specifically but uh, you know prose and so it was a really wonderful opportunity to work with a character I love uh, with you know uh, in a in a universe I have come to really really love.
0: What is some of the difference between writing prose and writing for comic books? And, and to take it a step further, do you keep in mind having to write for something that will be narrated as well as read?
1: That's a very good question. So that's, that's two very good questions. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, the, one of the major differences for me, uh, besides format, when writing for comics versus writing prose is that the document that I am producing is not going to be seen by the final reader. It's mm-hmm. literally like a conversation that I'm having with the person that has to interpret it into something that other people can take into their face. So <laughs> uh, it is a lot more casual for me. Um, I tr- the, part of the, the challenge um, in front of writing for comics is that I am trying to figure out a way to effectively communicate with my collaborator while also making it fun for them, I don't want them to just be like bored out of their mind while they like, <laughs> you know, read my writing. Um, and so that kind of thing, and, and that changes from collaborator to collaborator. So like a script that I have for you know someone that I've never met before is going to be different than a script that I have for someone I I know casually versus someone I've worked with before. Yeah. So. You know, I was writing, uh, when I was writing Morbius, by the time, or or, or Nebula, by the time I got the script three or four, I was like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, or I'd be like, I'd be like here's a description, but go absolutely, like, go nuts. Like, yeah. <laughs> Ignore it if you want. Here's the vibe. Uh, whereas when I'm working with someone that's like a one-off or that I know perhaps like in- English isn't their first language, which happens a lot uh, in licensed work. I will rein my feral kind of like instincts in and talk like a person, <laughs> um, and then and then with writing with writing prose, I have to be very conscious of the fact that no matter how many edits it goes through, it will be polished. Blah blah blah. blah. Like. it just it just is uh but I love writing comics so much so both are wonderful and then yeah like one of the things that I really did have to think about as I was you know working on my chapters of Jessica Jones was this is gonna not just be narrated, but there's gonna be other sound elements to it yeah how do I support that like how do I incorporate things that will either like be a good cue to do something or more often than not support whatever that they do
0: yeah Uh, so yeah (laughs) <laughs> and when it comes to the sound elements being added from a writing perspective, do does the writers room get to choose those sound elements or is that something that is done from a separate team?
1: That's all post stuff, but I I would like to think that, you know, as they're going through some of it is Yeah. you know, because of the things that we put into uh yeah, into the into the, the program. I know that they dropped like a little like snippet preview, I think. Yes. Uh it was very and good. There was, like, it's so fun. I was so stoked about it. Uh, but there's, like, that ice cream-like sound, and yeah. I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> so good. And then when she punches it, like, it starts to distort, and I was like, these people are genius. <laughs> so good. Um, so, yeah, I, I would hope that, like, they are slightly inspired by what we have done, but also, yeah, they, I mean, uh, I, I will say about that team, the same thing i say about artists uh, when doing comics, uh, that is what they do very well, and so
0: I need to stay out of their way. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Um, moving into a little bit of a, a heavier topic that I have to talk about, because one of the reasons that Jessica Jones really hits me is because of how she handles trauma or doesn't handle trauma. It's really <laughs> relatable. And when I read the synopsis for Marvel's Jessica Jones, they it makes sure to say that she's finally taking self-care seriously. So I wanted to know what goes into writing a Jessica Jones that is – actually thinking about herself
1: (laughs) i think what goes in uh so you know i think that we've come to a point uh in in society question mark (laughs) where it's it's much more common to for people to talk about things like therapy and like mental health and all that Make it easier doesn't mean that there isn't still kind of like difficulty involved in that, but I think having that more in the common parlance makes it a lot easier to then go, what does that look like for a character like Jessica? And so it's not like we're trying to force her into this box uh, of this is how people deal with these issues and that's what they have to do. But it's yeah. much more like, okay, we have the language now.
0: <laughs> how
1: would, you know? How would she react to these situations? And what does it mean for a character who's so close off? To open up and be a little bit
0: vulnerable in that way. Yeah, I'm just listening to you talk about that. that makes me very excited. <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's trying, I guess. Like, <laughs>
0: um, and when it comes to kind of like getting into the nitty gritty of that, like, how did 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 y'all? How do I explain it? Or ask the question. I apologize. Um, no, no. Um, how how did y'all? Kind of hone in on how Jessica would treat herself. Did you all do um, research into different techniques? Did you f- maybe find some of y'all selves in, in you know in the writing room? Like put put some of them uh, y'all selves into into the work, or you know how how was that grounded? Because I I would think writing about i mean i have a hard time just writing a review of something and bringing up those elements i can't imagine actually crafting a world of of getting help as as well especially for a character like jessica who has is pushed back on it um fairly you know a, a lot uh, you know what I, I don't know if that makes sense
1: <laughs> no it makes sense i it, it it can definitely make the person working on the per- sorry my bell is going up. Uh, the person working on the project uh, feels very vulnerable as well I think that most if not all of us that were in the room had some experience with kind of like having dealt with some sort of like mental health thing Um, I think that's really just what it is to be human right now yeah that's not wrong (laughs) Uh, and so you know I think that we did bring various parts of ourselves to it whether or not we have experience with formal kind of mental health professionals or not, Um, but also I think part of it is research both in kind of those options and then also research into the character into, uh, you know, into that stuff. I I think that, like, it was a mix of being open to being vulnerable on the page and then doing due diligence to make sure that what we were saying made sense for the character.
0: And... So I do have to ask, because when you look at the lineup of the, of, of the Marvel titles coming to Zero Box, there are names like Black Panther and Black Widow and Thor, and then you have Jessica Jones, who I love, and, and I've, I've, I've loved her since Alias, but a lot of people outside of the Marvel Netflix show may not have too much of an understanding of her, um, and because she hasn't been on, on the big screen, so when it comes, when, when they come into y'all's story, How do they have to have any background or, you know, uh, can they just jump right into it?
1: They can definitely, I I think, jump right into it. I think we do a very, like, we were very conscious of two things. One, people would be coming because they recognize the name. And two, they might just stumble onto it and have zero experience, not even with the show. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no experience, none of the video games, none of the comics, nothing. And so we wanted to make it something that was approachable to someone, you know, Fresh off the street, uh, but also meaningful to people who knew the character, and I think that part of that is acknowledging acknowledging that we have to not explain certain things, but uh, what's what, what, how do you say it? It's like uh, to show certain things that other people might already know about. Yeah. So, like, you know, Jessica Jones has superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> We have to be more explicit about that. We can't take that for granted, but we don't have to spell out every little thing. Um, and we actually are lucky in this series, uh, and Jessica Jones' stuff is lucky in general, because she's a noir character. It's a mystery, right? So yeah. you get to discover things, and so you can use that in order to feed information that people
0: that might not have, you know, the experience. Yeah. That's a really... I've never thought about that, <laughs> I guess, as a reader um that that's really really interesting and something that kind of like digging more into it like what elements of uh jessica's i don't want to say her past but her history have you all dug into but also like what elements have you really like made y'all's own for for this project oh
1: that's a really good question how do i how do i go into without spoilers um We wanted to make sure that the, that people coming into the project, whether they had experience with the comics or, or anything else, um, they recognized the character. We had to get the, the core of the character right. Um, and so that was really important. And I think that that is, in, in this kind of project, that comes forward more in, uh, in the way that she moves through the world. Yeah. Like I don't think it's necessary to be like remember X Y and Z and this thing and that. I don't think that's as, <laughs> as necessary here. Um, uh, partially because it's a mystery, and so you're kind of allowed a little more room. Um, and so, but we we you know to prepare ourselves, we did research so that we could write from that place. Yeah. And then uh, I think that you know we made it like I think we definitely made it our own. Uh, partially with, and this is something I feel like. I'm really into, in general, uh, the location, like, New York. Yeah. <laughs> it's very New York-y, like, not in not in a TV kind of way, where, like, you're like, oh, yeah, like, this is an episode of Law & Order, but much more <laughs> like, this feels like, this feels like people that lived in New York, like, worked on this book. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: or this story, rather. <laughs> that's an amazing element because I'm from I mean I'm from Texas and and from Central Texas so whenever I see something about like Central Texas area or Austin I'm like mm, I could tell you didn't live here but when it hits it and I know that somebody worked on uh, worked on that worked on a segment of something and is showcasing like that piece it's it's chef's kiss so good <laughs> it's so nice it's so nice to like
1: I don't know man like you know I I grew up in New York City so like I always <laughs> like I'm just used to people getting it wrong but like I, it really gives me joy to be able to show what a character like that would be like if they were actually in the city. And the things that you have to deal with being in the city.
0: <laughs> what, are some of this, what are some of the things that, that you think New Yorkers are going to be able to, are going are to recognize right away, but maybe a reader who isn't from New York or hasn't been, won't? Subway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I did my best you know, to be like, these lines go to these places and you have to do these things. That makes sense. Um, but also just being, I mean, uh, transportation is actually a really big one because I can't tell you how many times you watch a show or a movie or read, like, something where people jump into their car to go to the store in Manhattan. and I'm like, that's not true. <laughs> you know? And, and especially when you have, like, a gumshoe character, to yeah. be able to have her actually, like, pounding pavement, I'm like, yes, that, that feels right. And, and the different neighborhoods, hopefully... The different places that she goes and the people she interacts with feel authentic to those places. Uh, again, I can't go into spoilers, yeah. but like there are multiple locations, and I we tried our best to make it feel like you were actually there.
0: That's awesome. Um, on a more personal note, what was what's been your favorite thing on writing the character?
1: I love I love being in her head. <laughs> <laughs> She's just, you know. One of the things that i've always loved about jessica jones um, and especially with the resurgence but like she was the kind of messy protagonist that you didn't see in women often yeah like if they were this kind of messy they were the villain not the hero yeah and so to be able to write you know write about her and, and from her perspective is a real joy for that reason where it's just like, no, we can really like, it's humanizing, but also like I get to play in that, you know, (laughs) in that really messy, hard-boiled detective kind of mindset.
0: That's awesome. Um, And kind of like, and this is more of a fan question um I loved your work on Xena um <laughs> oh, thank you thank you so much and the, you're always so kind <laughs> and I mean because I've, I've been a huge Xena fan my entire life have a picture of me when I was eight in the Xena costume um oh my but God. one of the reasons why I loved it so much was the way you crafted the the very intimate and personal relationship not only between Xena and Gabrielle but also discord too and so I was wondering if there were any relationships in Jessica Jones that, you know, that you can talk about um, that you that you got to write or that you're really proud of or you're, you're excited to have other people see.
1: I think one of the joys uh, in this book as well was being able to show, even though Jessica is very prickly and very often closed off, there are relationships that she has that she values. Yeah. And show how she expresses that, which is not necessarily how I express <laughs> my affection towards people. But like, I can't, I can't name names, right? Because you don't want to yeah. spoil. But um, there are a couple of different people where you go. I know that she cares about this person, and this is why she's doing this, or this yeah. is why she did that, or why she was a jerk, or why she was particularly kind. Like, and being able to show that those are valid ways for a character to express their relationships with people was really
0: awesome. I'm just more and more hyped as I talk to you. Um, (laughs) um, So, uh, on a, I guess, uh, because we're already getting close to time here, um, on a last question, what do you want readers to take away from this version of Jessica Jones? Or just the entire, just Marvel's Jessica Jones overall?
1: I mean, I think I want them to like if they don't know who she is to fall in love with her, yeah. you know, warts and all. <laughs> I think that she's she is a character that is pretty singular, um, and I think that she's a she's a she's a new take on a on an on an old trope that I like, um, yeah. I want other people to love her too. But I also I, I want people to come away from this kind of realizing that there's there's no limit to how you can tell a story about a character. Yeah. Um, and and that's just for the, in general, for the box like, Marvel books. Like, I, this is an incredible kind of new new way to do it. So I want people to really follow love with the format as much as the character.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been really great talking to you. I'm excited. I hope everybody listening is too um so why don't you tell everybody where they can kind of follow your work um what you have coming up um after marvel's jessica jones and stuff like that
1: yeah uh i am on twitter way too much (laughs) uh my it's true i say it all the time and it's true uh my handle is at definitely vita and uh what are i coming up uh well uh for those that read digital books um, I co-wrote uh, Iron Heart 2020 with my best friend Danny Lauren and the first issue is dropped via uh, digital, so please check that out. Um, and then coming up, uh, Live Wire volume 3 uh, should be available to order to your house, or <laughs> if you have a local comic shop that is offering COVID services available to them. Uh, and then uh, James Bond, uh, I'm co-writing James Bond with Danny Lohr as well, and that.
0: you're so busy and writing so many good stories so thank you for for being creative and doing things well
1: thank you thank you for your support you're always so kind to me and uh, it sounds silly but that's definitely when i'm having a hard day it makes a difference
0: oh great that makes me happy i'll keep being i'll keep i'll keep praising your work (laughs) (laughs) i appreciate you